0: It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins.
1: It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast.
2: Alex Dyson, news coming out (laughs) late yesterday afternoon that uh, Victoria moving into some... Some areas moving into stage three lockdowns.
3: You in it? You out of it? What happened? Mate, I dodged the draft. <laughs> uh, yeah, Premier Daniel Andrews reading out a list of postcodes for whom we'll be going back into lockdown, save a couple of things. Like in the past, you've got uh, essential work that you can't do from home, uh, education, school, um, food and exercise, just your, your bare necessities. <laughs> and you read out a bunch of postcode numbers, 3012, 3021, 3032. This is getting closer to me. Uh, 30, 3047, 3055, 3060. <laughs> and I missed out the suburb next door going really? into lockdown. And, oh, uh, my God. It's like the Dyson opposite. Alex Dyson managed to uh, avoid it.
2: It's like the opposite of the RSL, um, you know, meat <laughs> raffle ticket. They're, yell, they're just yelling out numbers and you're just hoping to hear your number. This is like, no, please. three oh five
3: five. you won't be going out to jive. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's not great news for Victoria. Oh, uh, the no. rest of Australia seem to be opening up uh, to the rest of the country. So I'll be okay in here. And, uh, look, we've got a great show for you anyway, no matter. I mean, this podcast is an essential service. We've already... Figure that one out, Matt O'Kine. But um, we are ready to go with a very big show today.
2: Absolutely. We chat to uh, someone who has worked not just as one of Australia's best uh, up-and-coming musicians, very talented musician, but also is a doctor themselves.
3: Very exciting. uh, Yeah, Aussie Muso Gordy will be joining us today. So uh, have a listen out for her. We're also going to be chatting to Joe Barrett. I'm quite excited about. Been making a little bit of uh, scrumptious food at home, Matt O'Kine, which you know you've been known to do. You've been known to get a long neck out and roll a bit of pasta out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joe, yeah, you might have seen her as a guest judge on MasterChef over the uh, over the years, but she has uh, she's brought out a series called Have a Go, and yeah, I mean, I guess for anyone who's now part of those postcodes getting stuck in for the next couple of weeks, this is the way to do it. You know, Mm. we'll give you some tips on how to. Make some, you know, sourdough or some uh, some fresh feta.
3: And up next, to kick things off, the exclusive interview that people have been chasing to get and one for which we actually are not allowed to tell you this person's real voice. You're going to be hearing from who it is in a moment. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex,
1: All Day Breakfast.
3: But, Matt, before we jump into our big interview, I did want to put on a little bit of a disclaimer, okay, for the rest of the podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm intrigued about this, <laughs> Alex Dyson, because uh, you mentioned something in our pre-show meeting that
3: that's not like you. I am dusty today, my friend. Oh, goodness gracious <laughs> me. It was an, uh, look, it was an unexpected night. Um, it got a little bit out of hand, and I'm feeling crook. I'm what
2: happened? feeling so, crook. What happened? I mean, I can only guess because yesterday we spoke to Reese Nicholson, who was in midway through, you know, painting a brand new green room for the comedy club that you guys are working on uh, opening up along with Kyron Wheatley.
3: Indeed. Um, That's coming up opening night this Friday night. Very excited about that. Sold out, Reese Nicholson. So good. Um, But. um, You have a few celebration drinks. No, because i have got to wait for the, you know, you don't celebrate pre-celebrate, but obviously. That's it, that's what I was wondering. So there's no plans here, but what we are doing is testing our online streaming capabilities so that we can potentially, you know, stream some Reese Nickel directly to your own home, okay? I'm, still, I'm trying to figure out the link between testing online technologies well, we and knew hangovers. S- we knew some people who needed a live stream. A, uh, a jazz, improvisational jazz trio called Impermanence were <laughs> releasing
2: <clears throat> their really?
3: album over two Action-packed nights. The first night, disc one was played to the people. The second night, okay, last night, disc two, Matt O'Kine. And uh, I tell you what, there's this. I didn't expect a night of improvisational jazz to get so large. I mean, this is what it sounded like in the room.
0: So I play a couple of um, sort of small gongs. And sometimes I play them with a mallet. And sometimes I play them with a kick drum pedal um, sort of down the left side of the piano so I can play piano at the same time and play the gongs with the pedals on my feet. Um, yeah, so it's the Gamelan.
3: <laughs> so that's Bianca from Impermanence talking about the Gamelan. Okay, now I'm there with the editing software, you know, putting yes. this thing out live and it's working <laughs> quite well. That's all good. But they've also got a song called Old Fashioned to celebrate. They, put it, they you know, had an Old Fashioned. I'm like, well, oh, maybe I'll try one of them as well. Ooh. Next minute, I'm rolling back home at 9:30 p.m. and Woods <laughs> is putting me to bed. <laughs> oh no, tucking you in like a like Bu- a small babbling
2: child. Bucket next to the bed. Oh, no. Oh, Alex Dyson, you did not have a bucket next to your bed. I did, and I <laughs> used it. Okay,
3: no! <laughs> I'd I'd been a night of improvisational what? jazz next jazz minute, is and then. Not- I'm getting
2: ro- lit music okay I, you know. Don't- <laughs> I know I know you don't know how it happened no one 50 Cent ain't talking about popping <laughs> bottles
3: in the jazz club okay Well exactly <laughs> but I roll home and then it's just it's unbelievable because yeah, it's one of those ones where you know L is it a, you know if I'd been out at my friend's you know 30th birthday yes. party <laughs> You know, with a non-pandemic, is like, okay, I mean, could expect Alex tonight. He's gonna come home a little bit drunk. <laughs> I'm coming home from work.
2: <laughs> a jazz
3: I roll night. in and I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then she she'd made dinner for me and I'm like, oh my God, you're so nice to me. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> and then I'd eat none of it because I'm feeling so crook. go to the bathroom. Come back out. She's like, "Do you want something else to eat? Like some pumpkin soup?" I'm like, "Yes, please." And she <laughs> makes some pumpkin soup. I don't. They eat that either. Just go to bed. And now here I am. Go to bed to do and, a podcast.
2: Uh, end up with a with uh, some fried chicken next to your bed. You know,
3: some food in a bucket. Tell you what, I I did drop past the uh, the old bucket vendor today and pick myself up some chippies. <laughs> that was my breakfast today, my friend. So yeah, I just want to go- t- hey,
2: we've all had buckets next to our <laughs> bed. I should clarify, just some some are better than others. <laughs> yeah,
3: the, the old uh, bucket of chicken. So anyway, that was I just wanted to say right off the bat that that has happened. But I I thought we could ask you if you've had a an unexpected night. When has the night jumped out and attacked you? You like you weren't ready for it. Okay. Uh, Matt, you would have had some that's, you know, some pretty docile evenings which suddenly escalated. Maybe not improvisational jazz.
2: Oh, well, I mean, you, you know, you're talking about fried chicken. I remember catching up with you one afternoon for for a beer before I started <laughs> at Triple J just to see, you know, what's working at Triple J like? What's it like? Well, to we know have each other. Beer. We have a nice beer. It's, it's fun. Buddy, six hours later, I got the. Secret herbs and spices <laughs> around my greasy lips what? as I'm mumbling. You know, you're, you're talking about Major Laser in the back <laughs> of a cab, and from that night on, Alex Tyson I knew would be a good team. <laughs> coffee, yeah, coffee. A
1: seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz.
3: Now, Matt, as we heard this week, a lot of media organisations are uh, on the hunt for a, uh, a hairy creature running around the regional town of Hamilton in Victoria. He's only known as Hamo the Gorilla. And uh, we did have a chat earlier in the week to someone who has told us the tea from Hamilton, Victoria.
4: This gorilla just popped up. Out of nowhere and started running around town.
2: Someone's running around town in a gorilla suit.
4: He's going into local businesses. He's buying coffees. He's buying all sorts of. I think he's bought pet food.
2: <laughs> <he's doing laughs> We've got, we got a rich gorilla on our hands. And he
4: said he's not going to stop running until you can slow dance with a stranger in the pub.
3: The <laughs> 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 gorilla done any um, media appearances?
4: Yeah, he's, he's been on Sunrise.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: jeez. <laughs>
3: All right, well, All right. if you know who the Hamilton Gorilla is, uh, please get in touch. We'd love to talk to them. <laughs> the time has nigh, Matt kind We've managed to land the interview that only Koshy was able to get. Uh, so this is <laughs> pretty good. Can I just good. say,
2: yeah. one, I saw Koshy in the hallways just uh, yesterday. Tall guy. I mean, I've seen him before, but anyway. Was he trying to um, get chips
3: out of a vending machine? No, <laughs> no
2: he wasn't. Um, and But the the other thing is that uh, just getting this this gorilla's contact number, very <laughs> Surprisingly, this, this, well, this monkey's a- got a whole bunch of burners. <laughs> I got to
3: tell you, he's got Nokia thirty-one tens dangling out of his ha and he um puts them into a banana so he holds the banana to the ear to talk. <laughs> uh, it works for him well. But he has requested uh, that we disguise his voice uh, when mm-hmm. talking to him, so as not to reveal the identity. And so, uh, without further ado, uh, hello, Hamo the Gorilla. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god (laughs) Well, the voice disguiser is working Thank you very much for joining us, Hammo Um, Look, we heard your story earlier in the week You've been heading around the town in Hamilton uh, Keeping the spirits up, first and foremost Um, How is it being a a running gorilla? Uh, It's pretty
1: tiring The old bones (laughs) are getting sore um, I've applied for a sponsorship from Eurofin, but they haven't got back to me yet.
2: Oh, fair enough. Hamo. I mean, look, you've been running around Hamilton for a month now. What the hell is going on? What, what do you want? What do you actually want? Uh, I just want smiles, mate.
1: Smiles and uh, for people to just take a break from everything that's going on. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think it was, it was around Easter when I thought I'd go for a run because everyone couldn't go away for Easter. I just wanted people's first thought as they got home from work was I just saw a gorilla running down the street, <laughs> not um, we can't go away. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's yep. a very Forrest Gump esque. <laughs> I, I just felt like running <laughs> in a gorilla suit. Um, you've been around the town. You can follow Hamo underscore the underscore gorilla uh, and the exploits from around town. You've got the uh, the Phoenix Suns basketball jersey on as well. Hamo, are you a Charles Barkley fan? Um,
1: I'm, a, I'm a, a lad of the '90s, and I remember watching um, yeah, NBA basketball and the first mascot that was. Put into the NBA Hall of Fame was Go the Gorilla, who was
3: the mascot
2: for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> so I just want to him. <laughs> <laughs> this, oh, oh Hammo, so this is There's very layers strange. to
3: this character, is what's <laughs> is what's happening here, Matt. You know, because it could be just you know people think the Phoenix Sun jersey is just random. No, okay, there's backstory to Hamo, no. which is pretty good <laughs> here, Hamo. What kind of reactions have you seen from beneath the gorilla costume when people have? driving along the road to work in Hamilton. They're like, hang on, was that a gorilla?
1: Yeah, a lot of smiles. The Chucky's love it. Chucky's? get it. Mm. Um, the Mercedes drivers, not so much. They need to probably smile a bit more. It's very yeah, much okay. like the
3: Mexican wave at the MCG with the, um, the members stand. They don't get involved. Everyone <laughs> boos them and, then, you know, the party keeps going. <laughs> um, <laughs> so
2: have you been close to getting caught? Getting captured? Yeah, the local
1: council tried to catch me in the local pound. <laughs> but um, they're pretty overweight, those blokes. They probably should be done some more jogging themselves. Oh, <laughs> so hey. Oh, wow. They pretty, pretty quick. Just
3: come on. taunting the gorilla catchers with the big net <clears throat> coming after you. It's very much <laughs> like a, uh, an old cartoon I can imagine here, ammo. <laughs> and has anyone – no, so no one's come close to revealing your true identity? No,
1: nah, a few, few people think they know it, who it is. Uh, But it will never reveal who it is Okay,
2: (laughs) Okay, well so is this one of those things Like, Is there any regularity to your appearances in the wild Or do you, you know, could it be any time, any place, any date? it started running
1: between 5 and 6 When everyone was going home, essential workers were going home Probably four times a week but um, that's caught up with me, so now I'll
3: go when the body allows me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, Hamo. Well, we thank you for joining us. Thank you for bringing uh, a smile to all that see you going past. There could be there's a few blurry photos of this uh, <laughs> this Bigfoot-esque creature running around um, Hamilton. Don't be scared; it's just Hamo um, in the Phoenix Suns jersey. So we appreciate you joining us here on All Day Breakfast. And just a final question. Hammo, um, I ran in the federal seat of Wannon for the election uh, yeah. last year, uh, which does include Hamilton. Did you vote for me? Always, of course I did. Beautiful. All right, well, great Hammo, work, champion. Hammo. Love your work. I'm happy to endorse Hamo the uh, the gorilla from Hamilton, and uh, keep on running, my friend. Hopefully, the uh, the, the knee joints feel it okay. <laughs> Thanks, lad. Order up. That's how you like it. It's perfect. All right, Madoka, I'm very excited to talk to our next guest who has just dropped her new album, Our Two Skins. A very lovely person indeed. Hello, Gordy. Hello. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Uh, How are things releasing an album in in the darkness?
0: (laughs) That's it. Releasing music in the middle of a pandemic is a challenge, but, you know, social media, bless it, it Mm. does its best job to help us connect.
2: And, yeah, it's been fun. Well, what's the reasoning behind releasing, not releasing? I mean, I would thought everyone's at home. It'd be the (laughs) best time to release music, but no, like so many people delay their releases.
0: Yeah, I know. I keep like thinking of myself as like the Stephen Bradbury of like the music world <laughs> of like you know it's like everyone just gets kind of knocked out who's in that rat race then if you're just behind you're like striding through um, I think that the big releases like the big artists and stuff you can kind of understand I don't know them pushing it or whatever, but I think like I don't know records like the ones I release like it's, it's all about the slow burn. Um, and I think that the slow burn happens regardless of kind of when you put it out. And I think there's always shit going on in the world. It has been a lot more than (laughs) usual. Um, but I also think, I don't know, like I've done a lot of reflecting on, you know, is there any point in the, in this music that I'm putting out or how does it relate or how does it not? And I think that like, you know, always like arts and culture, like, you know it can sometimes mirror what's happening in the world it can sometimes be an escape for people it can sometimes you know sometimes they see themselves in it i think you just have to keep putting it out and people sort of can accept it into their lives or, or not
3: definitely and you, as you say it's, it is a very reflective album i think to to reflect the time um and quite a motive as well how did you how does it feel writing because i've seen a couple of people just you know going I'm feeling all the feels listening to Gordy at this particular t- point in time. It would be super raw if people are feeling that, you know, emotional listening to one of your songs. It must be super tough to get through whilst you're recording and singing and um, producing it.
0: Definitely, yeah. I feel like it's sort of, you know, they're very separate phases for me. Like, I think I don't, I don't police what I write when I'm writing it because otherwise I find it, you know, I just can't break past those barriers. So I just sort of write whatever I write and then kind of look at it afterwards and be like okay like how am I gonna frame this and you know a lot of what I wrote about on this record was like so deeply personal uh, more so than ever and at the time I was like no way in hell am I gonna be so public about like what all this is about and then I don't know I just sort of like you know sat on it for for a year basically and I was like I think that the albums that I really engage with and music that I really engage with, usually I engage with it more if I know what the artist has kind of been through when they were writing it. Um, And I think that a lot of the themes on this record about identity and self-acceptance, you know, sexuality and like the sort of state of the world, like that stuff can provide a lot of comfort for people and it can provide visibility for people who often can't see themselves mirrored in, you know, arts and culture. Um, And so I felt like, it would have sort of been a waste to not tell those stories. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when it came time to record it, it was like, like I spent a lot of those four weeks crying. Um, but it was a good, it was therapy, you know. It <laughs> yeah. was just like mm. like this kind of exorcism. And then once you get it out and you offer it up to the world, it's kind of cool because you're like, it's sort of not mine anymore, which is fine. You know, I'm like, you mm. guys have it. Take it from me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you you talk about going you know surprisingly deep in in your music can you give us an example yeah. of some of the like a, a lyric or that that has stuck with you throughout this whole process that really jumps out that really surprised you
0: yeah I think um you know probably there's a song on the record called look like you um, and the main line from it is you're looking at me thinking why don't I look like you because you're looking at me thinking why don't basically like I started writing this record during this really turbulent time in my life. So I'd put out my first record. I'd ended, you know, a long-term relationship. I'd finished my medical school exams. um, I had entered a new relationship and it was the first, you know, time I think I'd sort of thought about the spectrum of sexuality and um, the first time I'd kind of you know, entered into a relationship that was somewhere different on that spectrum than where I always thought I'd sat. And during that time, Australia was voting on same-sex marriage and I was looking at politicians, you know, argue in Parliament House about people like me, you know, and thinking like, hold on, like, what do you mean I can't get married? Or what do you mean I can't do like what that other person can? And Um, you know, I was thinking about the fact that I was like 25 looking at this and feeling really shit about myself and thinking about someone that's 10 or 11 watching that and feeling, you know, like really, really shit about themselves, having no life experience. Um, and I started writing that song, look like you. And I think, you know, I, I'd never, ever been part of a minority before in my life you know I was born a white woman in Australia like it was a really um unusual thing you know to to, that had kind of come across my path that I wasn't expecting and I just yeah I kind of was reflecting on all of that and thinking like all this shit you know and so much of what's happening in the world now regardless of what minority it is it sort of comes from that same feeling of like you know, someone looking at you thinking, you know, you don't look like me. So there must be something wrong with
2: you. Mm. Incredible stuff. And you brought up your, your, yeah. your, you finished your doctor's, your, you know, medical degree. And mm. I mean, seriously, what a time to be a doctor, Gordy. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's it been like? What's it been like looking on? Have you, do you practice still? Do you, did you ever practice? Do you practice? What's, what's the go? <laughs> the music
0: and the medical industry have both been, Yeah, extremely hit by the pandemic in different ways. Um, I kind of finished medicine, studying it in like throughout 2017, 2018. And then I took 2018 to kind of tour and I had a couple of units to finish because I'd been away on tour during the degree. And then 2019, I largely took off music and I went and worked full time for an entire year as a junior doctor at Prince of Wales Hospital in Sydney. Um, I rotated through like cardiology, emergency, surgery, psychiatry, Um, And I took four weeks annual leave, which the hospital told me when I was allowed to take them. And so the minute I got the email, I called Chris and Zach, who I made the record with, and I was like, guys, we have to make the record between...
1: The 11th of April
0: <laughs> and the 12th of May. <laughs> and Chris was like, man, my baby's due like a month after that. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I can't move it because New South Wales Health went away." me too.
3: <laughs> so, but I could get you a sweet discount on maternity wards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly.
0: If anything goes bad. Um, but yeah, I, so I worked all the last year full time. And then I finished up on the 31st of January um, of this year. And I had a contract for another year, but I ended it early. Um, for a year of touring the world <laughs> as a musician. One, oh um,
2: ah! yeah, no, goodness me! Did you get the call up from the old <laughs> boss, and they did that? Like, was were they like, "We need people, get back"? Or was it was it well, sort of so like,
0: I, kind of, because I'd gone to Europe, and then I flew back, like you know, at the beginning of March, and I called my old workplace, and I was like, you know, never fear, here I am, back in the country. <laughs> if you need someone incredibly junior to fill your ED <laughs> and they're like okay well like we'll put you on the casual roster and then because I'm kind of basing in Melbourne at the moment I sort of put my name down with like the DHHS effort which is like I'm now on the first responders list um, and they like so if someone goes down in a department in a hospital and the whole department get quarantined and they they fly us in but the woman <laughs> keeps calling me from the DHHS like every two weeks with an update which is like no more news, like no more shifts. Mm. Um, and she's this really nice Irish woman. And the first time she called me to be like, you know, we put you on the first responders list. So we might give you a call sometime in the next few months. And at the end of the phone call, she was like, to be honest, I think it'll all be a bit of a storm in a teacup situation. And I was like, <laughs> cool, that's fine. So yeah, yeah, here I am please. with no shifts, with no but on call.
3: Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's quite interesting because I guess medicine and music are quite disparate in the in how involved it is. But, Gordy, yeah. could you tell tell us what sort of fulfilment you would get personally from each?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I often, like, think about the two and, and people often ask me what sort of the differences or similarities are. And I do, like, I find music can be, like, being an artist, the, the most exhausting part, I think, for me of it is, like, you focus on yourself all the time. Like you are like (laughs) talking about yourself in interviews, looking at photos of yourself, posting your own thoughts on social media, listening to your own music, whatever it is. And then, you know, medicine is obviously you're kind of directly in service of someone else. But, you know, I was talking to someone about this the other day and we were kind of like, you know, it's funny though, because, you know, as a musician or an artist, you actually probably have the capacity to reach and, you know, heal in some ways more people. Um, than you could, you know, in an emergency department with with one person at a time kind of sitting in front of you. So I think there's, like, there's the connection aspect in both of them and there's the story aspect in both of them. In in music, I'm sort of telling my story to everybody and people can then find themselves reflected in that. But then in the hospital, it's someone else divulging their most personal details to me, um, which I'm repackaging and presenting to them in a more understandable way. Um, So... Yeah, there are some sort of strange
3: similarities, mm. I think. Thank you so much for chatting to us. We better let you go. I wanted to ask one final question about a song that I really enjoyed from your album as well called Sandwiches.
1: Mm.
3: And that is, Gordy. what's your go-to sandwich? What are, you, what are you treated on? I mean, this podcast is All Day Breakfast. Mm. What would be mm. your, you know, mm. dream sandwich scenario?
0: Um. So... Okay. I got a sandwich today for lunch and I was like about to order it. And it was from this really like nice little Greek deli. And I've never been more ashamed because I asked for on white bread, shredded chicken, shredded lettuce, mayonnaise, and butter. And it was like the whitest sandwich that I could have asked for. <laughs> that and is all you
2: at, need.
0: They looked at me and they were like, really? And I was like, I'm so
2: sorry, but yes. Like, that's all you need. For. That's those, are the, that's, <laughs> I'm so glad that that was your, your response. The so chicken, lettuce and mayo. Oh, yeah.
3: absolutely. The, sometimes you do try and talk yourself into It's like, oh, that maybe I'll try a, a really deep, you know, rye <laughs> and get the good, ta- you know, the good grains for me. You bite into yeah. it. You you cut your mouth and you're, you're like, what you was I thinking? Yeah. I yeah. You know, every now and um, again, you've got to go right for it. So thank you for that. It's good to know. Yeah, no worries. God, it's such a pleasure to have you
2: on All Day Breakfast. Your album, R2 Skins, is, uh, is out now. We're very excited and uh, we can't wait to chat to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Smell toast. And now it's time to cross the Dap Boy,
3: Gregory Salad Fingers, for our meme market update. G'day there. uh Dat boy Gregory Salipfink is here with your fresh meme market updates. Recent tensions in America have seen the Nasdaq rising sharply off the back of some ridiculous Yankee antics. Uh, leading the charge, we have St. Louis lawyers and part-time gunslingers Mark and Patricia McCloskey who look like they stepped straight from the croquet court and into Operation Desert Storm as they brandish an AR-15 and a handgun at protesters who came near their property. Savvy investors have jumped on this new Ken and Karen and reaped massive games by imposing these suburban Rambos into fake movie posters. At Insonus Quavo garnering over 5,000 likes for his dystopian poster featuring the power couple alongside the tagline, ''Someone didn't call the manager.'' Uh, let's move on to the hot tip for the day, and it involves more Americans. Now, uh, brought to you uh, Lights as a video of people explaining why a small mask on the face designed to prevent death is apparently too much to ask for them. We cross right now to this lady.
1: I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. <laughs>
3: This is your Salad Fingers savvy pick of the day Uh, and feel free to begin your own memeing as a result. Here's a couple of options to start you off. I don't wear masks for the same reason I don't participate in BDSM. Things got to breathe. I don't smile in photos for the same reason I don't like plain jaffles. Things got to cheese. And I don't wear masks for the same reason I don't put an E on the end of my words. Things got to breath. Feel free to submit your own at (laughs) mebucketupdate.com Back to you, better in this video.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much, that Boy Gregory.
3: All day breakfast. With a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm.
2: Now, Alex Dyson, during these COVID times with all the lockdowns, one of the first things that people started doing with their brand new time in the house, was cooking, yep. making sourdough. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if that boy Gregory's uh, going <laughs> to do any delving into it one of these days, but there are a lot of sourdough Memes out there for a while People making fun of home sourdough
3: cookers Yeah, people doing that I was getting my ferment on Getting my kimchi coming through Go grab a Ooh. little bit of a wombok And have at it <laughs> um, So that's been pretty good And someone who's been very experienced at making this And is in fact taking it into the realm of soft cheeses Is our next guest uh, Her name is Jo Barrett Incredible chef And she joins us right now Hello Jo Hello
4: guys <laughs>
2: How's it going Joe? I mean you you guys were uh you're a chef and a baker at a, a big restaurant Oak Ridge Winery um just a bit outside of uh Melbourne. Tell us about the Have a Go series because this is something that you've just uh you've just launched. It's a it's a collaboration between you and a photographer Jana Langhurst, and uh and each issue covers different things. What what uh, what made you start this?
4: Well, I guess I so gave um like a bit more time which was really awesome because cooking at Oak Ridge was a full-time thing and it's not just at work it's at home as well you're kind of thinking of dishes and I had wanted to write a book with uh, Yana doing the photography she's an incredible food photographer and and then Yana just popped out and said why don't we do a magazine and she had this magazine sitting at her studio which were all photos of eggs and not even cracked (laughs) eggs it was just the shell of different colored eggs and it was really beautiful <laughs> and she said let's just do food like food shots and then I was like let's just chuck one recipe in there and then people can focus on one thing and then I guess isolation just got longer and longer and you, I could see people were trying things at home and I was getting lots of messages about "Oh, I want to make this cheese but I'm struggling with this or you know I want to make some sourdough could you give me some tips uh, so I saw that there was quite a gap of people were just wanting to cook things. And then a week later, Jana and I had shot the first uh, issue, which is feta, and we've just released it.
3: Incredible. Yeah. And the feta's out there. We actually chatted to someone a little while ago with the talkback topic, Joe, what's your juice? And he liked having a little sip of the feta brine. Did you do the oh. same? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I guess it's uh, a bit of whey. There's some <laughs> whey in there, but... I
3: haven't done that myself. No. Do you, have so, a, do you have a secondary juice that you do partake in, like pickle juice, you know, olive yeah, juice? I,
2: I'm prone
3: to a little pickleback. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, of course, with
2: the whiskey, absolutely. So, Joe, I mean, one of the things about cheese, I love cooking at home. I love cheese. But making your own cheese at home, it just seems like so much effort for, like, something that you can buy for $4. Is it, is it as hard as it looks?
4: Well, I guess that's the whole issue with artisan cooking because they're simple things. So, cheese is milk that's set with rennet, um, which is like a jelly. Or so it's an enzyme that sets milk. And you use sourdough, everyone thinks it's quite overwhelming, but it's three ingredients flour, water, and salt. So, they all come from kind of proven techniques. And they've been doing like these things have been done forever and they shouldn't be seen as being so hard. And I guess that's why i have a go. You know, it's your first step into um, trying these things and you don't have to worry about failing because, you know, the recipe is is true and it works and cheese making shouldn't be scary and especially feta. Feta is delicious and once you make it, you know, you'll be like, oh, I probably haven't done that
2: before. So, Joe, tell us then, I mean, if you can, how do you make feta? Do I need to go to some, you know, farmer's Market, knock on the door of someone in a van, ask for some, you know, a packet of enzymes. <laughs> like, what do I have to? Can I just where do, do it? you
3: where do you go pick up some enzymes?
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> how do them I them. just do it at home tonight? <laughs> what do I need to do? So,
4: there is rennet, which is um, it is an enzyme, but it's not as scary as it seems. You can pick it up from health food stores, or you can order it online and they deliver it to your house. So What's you it don't called again? Have to, it's called rennet.
3: Rennet. All right. Get yourself some rennet.
4: And it comes in a vegetable form or an animal form, but it's just a, it's a coagulant, but it coagulates the milk. Um, and yeah, you don't have to go out and get it. And then you can use a cheese culture or you can use kefir, which is um, also available in the supermarket. And then you just need some milk. That's it. Any milk. You, you, you can just use your stuff from well, you home. Probably, you want to use unhomogenized, which is just... Um. Um, no, don't be scared.
2: It's just milk. It's, so I'm scared, gone. Joe. I gotta tell you, <laughs> no. you've got
3: three ingredients here that I'm a little bit worried if, about. So, if I went and got myself like a, a chalky big M, could I make some chocolate feta? <laughs> I don't know. It
4: probably wouldn't
3: taste very nice. If
2: that. Yeah, <laughs> that's really interesting. And some Come big on. enzymes happening there. Okay, I'm
3: I'm, I'm feeling it's inspired here, Joe Barrett. So
2: so Joe. Can you tell us what other things – okay, Feta is the first um, one in the series. What other people should be – can we check out over the series uh, and that people can make at home?
4: So we've got a sourdough one coming up, which is just a very easy recipe to make at home. We're also doing one on tofu and rice noodles, and we'll be doing kimchi
3: a bit of oh, 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 there we're, there we're talking. <laughs> oh, you're going to visit Alex Dyson. Uh, just <laughs> just where, uh... ask me for my own home recipe there, Joe. Uh, <laughs> happy to own pass home? on. It's all about the ginger. That's, that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Oh, wow, and wow, you, wow. Are you fermenting your chili? Or how, what
4: you, what's your process? No, I'm
3: getting the goang jang from the supermarket, but <laughs> maybe maybe that's my next level. I've got to level up to my Yay. fermenting my own chilies. Are you, are you loving, loving making it? Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, and I've been making a bibimbap. Popping a bit yeah. of <laughs> popping a this bit of kimchi a, on this it. This is a Dyson that I do not know, by the way. You've changed in three years. I tell you what, my friends, yeah, you just come come around to my house. Things are getting a little Ooh. bit fancy. You
2: got, you got a few, um you got a few hotels, a little a few kombucha scoby hotels near, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're I in your I've yet to there? get a
3: scoby. What, do you have a scoby <laughs> dealer, Joe, that I might be able to um get? I d I don't know. Is it the same person I get enzymes from? <laughs>
4: Yeah, I, I I know a few people online, but I
2: guess I'm sure your neighbour would have one or someone in the street. Definitely, Ooh. I can send you one if you like. <laughs> Just right. go door knocking. Well, look, Joe Barrett, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And um, really-
3: also, Joe, we want some tips because we are going to ask people uh, if they've had a few disasters in the uh, in the old ISO kitchen because we can oh. try a few of these things. And yeah, my first kimchi may not have turned out as well as the you know. Uh, after, you know, kimchi from then forth. So if you've got uh, some pictures of your own sourdough that failed to rise or uh, a little bit of sauerkraut that uh, got a little bit dodgy, please please feel free to uh, get in touch with us with those pictures and, uh, Joe, we can pass them on to you and hopefully we can tell people where they're going wrong. Oh,
2: that would be amazing. Thanks so much, Joe. Really appreciate it. We'll start cooking. Thanks,
3: guys.
4: All Day Breakfast.
3: That does bring us to the end of All Day Breakfast for today. Thank you very much for listening to our antics. Uh, we're about to go, but we better leave you with some exciting news, madokine. We have an animated video clip for our kids' song. The bin
1: goes up, then the bin goes down To the end of the street and
2: then I turn around Yeah, we're so excited. The song that we uh, put together, well, I didn't do anything about it, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Alex Dyson, his partner Woods, Dadiri and Roe made an incredible kids song together and uh, now the video clip exists. It features some, some very cute Ibis.
3: Yeah, a couple of bin chickens picking the bin up and bin down. The dad, the mum, the grandma, they're all there. Go along to our Instagram and have a look at it because it is super cute and uh, I did have a very, very big laugh when watching it. So definitely worth checking out and submitting for your appraisal for your own youngsters to see if they... Uh, get involved in the fun because I think everyone likes a bit of animation, don't they, Matt O'Kine? Absolutely. Thank you so much to Joe Barrett for joining us, giving us some tips
2: on how to make some cheese. Do not forget, if you have any cooking, isolation cooking fails, absolute disasters, then please Send them our way at matt.and.alyx on Instagram. Thank you again to jo- Geordie as well. Geordie. Sorry, <laughs> not
3: Geordie. Not Geordie. Uh, Gordie. Yes. All right, jumping on. What a legend. We will catch you next time on All Day Breakfast. Have a good one. Goodbye.
0: That's it. The All Day Breakfast Kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.